Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Train, Eat, Repeat. I am so glad that you guys are here and super excited for you guys to hear this episode. I had the chance to sit down with Greg Oliva, who is the Community Development Manager for the Movember Foundation, a great foundation for men's health initiatives that is near and dear to my heart, and he just brings across some great messages and also tactics that you can use to start to raise awareness for men's health and just being healthy in general. Now, one quick uh, thing that I wanted to go over with you guys, starting November 1st, the first ever Train, Eat, Repeat eight-week reset challenge is going to start. I have a little bit of details right now, and I'll be releasing more on social media. So if you are not currently following the podcast or following me on social media, you can find me at at fit underscore Ferrant. That's F as in Frank, A-R-R-A-N-T. Or you can find me on Facebook, my first name, Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, and then last name, Ferrant, F-A-R-R-A-N-T. So excited for the challenge. You know, I think the last six months or so, has sort of had us spinning out of control. And the whole purpose of this challenge is to create community, accountability, education, and ultimately get you back on track towards your health and fitness goals. So make sure you guys check that out. And obviously over the next couple of weeks, I will make sure to give you guys more information on how you can get started in that challenge. And if you have questions, like I said, find me on social media. You guys have a great week and enjoy this episode. Well, Greg, I want to I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I stumbled upon the Movember Foundation about three years ago, and the thing is, is I feel like I've always heard the term Movember, or in some cases, I've heard people say No Shave November, but never really knew what the main purpose was behind it. So, for those people out there that aren't that don't know the foundation that you work for, what is Mo- the Movember Foundation? Yeah, thanks, Tyler, and thanks for having me on. It's great to speak with you, and this is a really important topic that we're, we're going to be tackling today as we head into the hairiest time of the year. Uh, I work for Movember, the leading charity dedicated to changing the face of men's health on a global scale. We focus on mental health and suicide prevention, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer. Globally, we've raised uh, over $990 million since our inception and have funded over 1,250 men's health projects around the world, and that number continues to grow. Uh, along the way, millions have joined the movement. Uh, you know, you, you spoke to the fact that you didn't realize, uh, you know, November was uh, an actual organization and, you know, maybe just a, a trend or a fad, but we are a global organization tackling these really critical men's health issues. And the reality that's facing us, Tyler, is men's health is in crisis. And uh, we need, you know, men and women from around the world. To, to join Movember uh, in order to stop men dying too young. And why specifically those three topics? Obviously, we know one of the major killers among all Americans and around the world is heart disease, but why in particular these three facets? It's a really important question. Uh, and so obviously, as a, a leading charity dedicated to, face, uh, to tackling uh, and changing the face of men's health, we have an interest in all issues relating to men's health. However, we know that we can have the most impact focusing our efforts on key cause areas. And so that's why we choose to focus on mental health and suicide prevention, uh, prostate cancer, which is the most common cancer in older men, and testicular cancer, which is the most common cancer in younger men. 
And so what does those what do those programs look like or how are you actually changing the face of men's health? Uh, you know, is it is it initiatives in terms of awareness? Is it community outreach? What types of things does your foundation do? Yeah, it's another really important question and uh, it really runs the gamut and something I'm really proud of uh, at Movember for, for funding so many great initiatives and programs that that reach all sorts of different men uh, across the globe. So, you know, the first thing we can look at when we examine the types of research and projects, um, whether it be in prostate cancer, testicular cancer, or mental health and suicide prevention that Movember funds, you can look at biomedical research, which obviously allows us to uh, help understand prostate and testicular cancers better, uh, and that can lead to developing new treatments, identifying works, what works best for men. Um, you know, we can also look at some of the information and tools and resources for men that have been diagnosed with prostate or testicular cancer to ensure that they get the best health outcomes and ultimately the best quality of life. So that could include one of our flagship programs, our global True North program. We have a True North program for both prostate and testicular cancer. Um, We've got clinical quality registries, so you know, huge surveys capturing the real life experience uh, of thousands of men uh, with you know with prostate cancer, and and that can help inform you know which treatment and care pathways are best for different groups uh, depending on you know their specific diagnosis. So that it can include uh, what we call our Ironman program, which now operates across nine different countries and is specifically focused on what works best for men with advanced prostate disease. Um, you know, then when we pivot to um, some of our mental health programs, uh, we've created what's called the Social Innovators Challenge to help men build and maintain social connections, uh, which we know are a protective factor against anxiety, depression, and even suicide. Um, you'll see, you know, obviously, Movember is is best, well, is best known for... Um, encouraging men to grow mustaches during the month formerly known as November. Uh, but we are um, an organization that operates 365. And so you'll see Movember run annual awareness campaigns during Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April, encouraging men to get to know, you know what feels normal for them and encourage them to get in front of a doctor if something doesn't feel right and take that proactive approach to their health. Uh, and obviously, you know, this year specifically uh, has been an incredibly challenging year. Uh, for, for folks across the globe. And, and the COVID-19 pandemic has presented, you know, not just a global health crisis, but a social and economic one as well. And so we've rolled out a number of programs just this year uh, to help men deal with some of the unique challenges. One I'd like to flag is Movember Conversations, uh, an online digital tool that helps men navigate challenging conversations. Uh, sometimes uh, as men, we don't necessarily have the vocabulary to have a difficult conversation or to know when, uh, you know, what to say when we're not feeling okay or when one of our buddies isn't feeling okay or one of our family members. And so that's a great tool that helps men navigate those difficult conversations. So uh, it really does, you know, run, run the gamut, as I said, in terms of the types of programs that Movember funds, and they're all dedicated to ultimately allowing men to lead happier, healthier, and longer lives. And like you said, all the more important, especially for the times that we're living in this year, has your foundation sort of pivoted? I know you talked about one aspect in terms of those com online conversations, but pivoted in terms of trying to put more of an emphasis towards mental health initiatives because we know people are struggling with the social distancing and this the most heated <laughs> presidential election I've ever seen. 
and social unrest, I mean, is there more of an emphasis on, on really trying to bring light to that issue in particular? Yeah, you know, I think to your point, mental health is more important than ever. And so, you know, going into this November, um, we feel as though the work we're doing has never been more relevant and, and more important to, to people's livelihoods. Um, there's been extensive speculation, obviously, over the impact of the pandemic on mental health. And, you know, while we we can't directly tie right now any jumps in rates of suicide to the pandemic, we do know that uh, in the U.S., the CDC reported in June that 40% of U.S. adults reported struggling with mental health during the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, that's nearly half of all U.S. adults experiencing a rise in challenges with it regarding their mental health. So certainly it's been a focus for the organization uh, and for Movember. We've prioritized and accelerated some of those uh, online digital health tools, tools like Movember Conversations that are available to men globally, um, you know, because it is so important. And that doesn't take away from the work that we're doing in prostate cancer and testicular cancer. Those programs are still uh, moving along and receiving funding. But it is certainly a priority for the organization, recognizing the circumstances that we're in and how, how so many folks are experiencing unique challenges uh, to feeling well and, and, like you said, socially connected. I mean, you know, I can't tell you how many Zoom calls I've personally been on and the Zoom fatigue is real. And so how do we combat that and how do we still feel connected to you know, our friends and our family members uh, and our coworkers when we might not be able to see them in person? Uh, and so certainly Movember has a role to play in that conversation. And, and it's one that, you know, we're thrilled to be able to help in that fashion. And if nothing else, bringing awareness, not just for men, but just everyone in general. Absolutely. In, in, I mean, part of it, part of it is just normalizing the conversation around mental health and really breaking down the stigma. You know, I think, unfortunately, too many men uh, and, and women, as you said, uh, you know, suffer in silence and feel as though they can't, you know, be vulnerable and open up when they're not feeling their best. And that's something that, you know, we as a country and as a society need to push back on is that, that toxic notion that, you know, you need to just tough it out. Um, and it's not okay, uh, to, to let people know when, when you're not, you're not feeling your best. That's, that's absolutely not true. And, uh, we need to, uh, you know, we need to encourage men and, and women to have those conversations. It's vitally important right now. You talked about some of the the stories and, and, you know, the stories of people that have been influenced by your foundation, um, you know, or have turned to your foundation when they've had somebody in their family that's had an ailment. Like my grandfather had prostate cancer. Um, what is the effect not only on the people that went through those situations, but maybe the families that were tied to those situations? Have you been able to see an impact on that end? Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm very fortunate to... Uh, you know, be in the position to talk with our Mo Bros and Mo Sisters. That's what we what we uh, call our uh, wonderful and incredible community members across the globe. And uh, you know, I'm in a position to talk to them on a, on a regular basis every day and talk to their family members. And um, you know, something that I think doesn't get enough attention is the fact that these issues don't just affect one person, right? I mean. If you have a family member that's suffering from prostate cancer or testicular cancer or uh, have lost a loved one to suicide, the uh, consequences of, of those types of things are, are just, they're, they're huge, right? I mean, they affect so many people. Um, 
And so, yes, certainly. I mean, that's a huge focus for us is, is making sure that all men lead happier, healthier, and longer lives. And we all have important men in our lives, right? Regardless of um, how you identify, uh, you, you know, we all have fathers and brothers and partners and friends, and everybody would be better off if, uh, you know, we were to stop men dying too young from prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and uh, mental health and suicide. Uh, so certainly, Tyler, certainly it's a focus to take that, that whole uh, hearted effort uh, and focus on not just the individuals who might be struggling uh, or diagnosed, but the entire community around them. Um, and what can we do to, to build that community up and support them uh, at a community level? That's really the heart and soul of Movember is the community. Uh, and that's why I'm so privileged to get to, to work with our MoBros and Mo Sisters on a daily basis because, um, you know, I like to say, <laughs> uh, you know, our community members are the rock stars and I'm just the roadie. So I'm just, you know, I, I just get to be along for the ride, so to speak, and, and work with such incredible, passionate, dedicated supporters who are doing the work in their own communities. Uh, you know, as a peer-to-peer uh, platform, that's really what drives Movember forward is the individual efforts of Mo Bros and Mo Sisters that build up into just one absolutely incredible, massive, collaborative effort in support of men's health. What are some of the best things you've seen in the community and around the world in terms of groups coming together? I mean, how much has this movement grown over the last few years? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> the growth story of Movember is it's pretty incredible and it's inspiring to me. And I think to a lot of folks, November started in 2003 with just uh, a couple of buddies having a, a beer, uh, in Australia. And they started talking about the mustache having gone out of style and sort of joked about bringing it back and talked to a couple of their friends and, you know, growing mustaches and created a campaign about men's health and prostate cancer, um, designed just a couple of rules in November, which remarkably are still in place today. Found 30 or so friends to take up the challenge. Um, and, you know, that year made the largest donation ever to the Australian Prostate Cancer Foundation. Uh, 15 years later, now millions of mustaches later, Movember is the leading charity uh, dedicated to men's health with a presence in over 20 countries. And, you know, and so that's 17 years ago. I mean, the, the amount of growth that we've seen with now over 5 million uh, Movember supporters having participated, uh, like I said, um, over 1,250 projects funded. I mean, just the scale and the the impact um, in terms of providing a sense of community, I think, is what stands out to me the most. And then, obviously, the individual stories of folks who um, found Movember and really resonated with the message to the point that it got them talking. And talking saves lives. Uh, I, you know, I really like to say that, and I, I believe it's true because um, – you know, you don't have to be an expert to have a conversation, but if you don't try to have that conversation, uh, you know, you'll never know what, what you might've missed out on being able to do. Um, and, and when you have important conversations with people who might be struggling, uh, we've run a great campaign in the past called our spot, the spot, spot, the signs, uh, campaign in which, you know, we encourage folks to look out for indicators that someone might be struggling. And, uh, I've spoken with multiple Mo Bros and Mo Sisters who, you know, they said, I, I saw that campaign and uh, I noticed that, you know, a friend of mine wasn't acting like themselves. And I talked to them and it turned out they were really struggling. And, 
you know, we were able to have that conversation and turn things around. And so that's, a, that's an experience that I think a lot of individuals have had and, um, just truly incredible to, to be part of an organization that's able to have that impact on people's, uh, you know, personal lives. It's, it's amazing. And the big thing that you brought up, I think you brought it up three times now is just the, is just the awareness community and communication. You know, and, and and so many times to your point, men, there's this stigma around that, you know, be tough, tough it out. There's no reason to talk about your feelings. There's no reason to go to the doctor. I know my grandfather and uh, my father-in-law and, and a host of others that just didn't believe in, in sort of that they would just, you know, fight it off and everything would be okay. Um, so that's great that you're, you're trying to open that dialogue for everybody to be, to feel comfortable to talk about these issues. Yeah, absolutely. And, you, you know, you, you really you, you hit the nail on the head there when, when you said it, it really is about awareness and communication. Um, that drives a lot of what Movember is able to accomplish. Um, and, and to your second point, men, for whatever reason, uh, we, you know, we sometimes labor under the stereotype that it's not manly to go to the doctor, um, which is Absolutely not true. Um, but, you know, you see a lot of guys adopt, you know, the sort of, I'll tough it out, I'll be all right mentality. Um, and we'll sometimes delay seeing a doctor until things get really bad. And so we really do need to encourage men to take a proactive approach, not only to their, their mental health, as we've been talking about, but their physical health as well. Uh, and so, you know, that, that when we look at testicular cancer, we run a know thy nuts messaging uh, where we say, get to know what feels right for you. If something doesn't feel right, uh, you know, don't panic, obviously, but do go see a doctor. Prostate cancer, um, we really encourage men to know their numbers. Uh, when you hit the age of 50, you need to have a conversation with your doctor about the pros and cons of PSA testing. If you have a genetic history of the disease, start having that conversation at 40 or 45. So these types of, you know, awareness bits, like you're describing, what what do I need to know about prostate cancer? What do I need to know about testicular cancer? Uh, what do I need to know about mental health? really go a long way in allowing men to take that proactive approach. Um, you know, and when we look at suicide, suicide is obviously an extremely complex problem, right? And every individual has unique factors influencing them. You know, when we look at men specifically, we recognize that there are certain situational stressors, um, consider unemployment or, you know, financial distress, even becoming a father, um, or, or relationship breakdown, all of those stressors can combine with, um, you know, a lack of social connections that sometimes we see in men in isolation and all that can, you know, significantly increase men's risk of suicide. And again, we know that a lot of men might not feel comfortable and know exactly how to approach those conversations. So when we put that together, um, we see it's really a, a huge issue facing, uh, men in our society is, is how to, how to approach their mental health, how to approach their physical health. And at the core of what we do is, is encouraging men to have those conversations um, and, you know, take a proactive approach because you don't want to wait until it's too late. And what's great about that, especially on the mental health issue, is that you're trying to encourage people to look at the root cause rather than just the disease itself. You know, nobody just becomes depressed or is contemplating suicide uh, when they wake up first thing in the morning. Now, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but usually it's a combination of factors that led them down that road like you just spoke about. And so that's great that there's an awareness around, okay, what things can we talk about? 
not necessarily depression, not suicide, but what things are going on in your life and just having that support system, that person there to hear you out so that they can be, you know, that accountability buddy, if you will, to help you along in your journey. Yep. Absolutely right, Tyler. Absolutely right. And that's, again, you've really, you've, you've nailed it there in that Movember focuses in the prevention and early intervention space when we consider uh, the work we do in mental health and suicide prevention. And so what are things we can do on a day-to-day basis that prevent men from moving into that, uh, you know, that, that crisis level where, um, things are really taking a turn, right? And so there are these simple things um, that we can focus on every day that can go a huge, huge way in contributing to our overall being. Make man time. I, you know, I, I love to have this conversation because staying connected is, and, and talking to your friends is, is healthy for you. It's, <laughs> it's really actually good for you. So as uh, you know, as Mo Bros and Mo Sisters, we should try to check in with our friends regularly. It's it is good for your health, and so that's always a wonderful reminder for me when I haven't spoken to a friend in a while. Say, ah, oh, well, not only is it nice to catch up, it's healthy for me. This is good for me, um, especially know, these days. Especially these days, right? I mean, how I know it's tough sometimes to hop on a Zoom, but the feeling you have after you've talked to uh, you know a family member or a friend who you haven't spoken to in a while and feeling connected. Uh, while so many of us are experiencing physical distancing, it's huge, right? It's huge. And, th- and that really gets me back to this notion of just talking and, you know, don't put off an important conversation. Um, one of the, one of the great models that we use for these conversations is called the Alec model. I'm not sure if, if you've heard of it before. No, I haven't. Uh, so it's, it's a great model that you can use as a uh, sort of a guide for a conversation, Especially, you know, off the back of that conversation we had on our Spot the Signs campaign, um, you know, what what is that conversation? And the ALEC model was also actually used to help design uh, our Movember Conversations online digital tool. Um, and it's an acronym. The A stands for ask, right? So what is the right question to ask if you know someone might be struggling? And so the ALEC model kind of walks you through, you know, what can I, what can I ask? What's the right question to ask? Um, because too often we get in a situation where, um, I'm not sure if you've experienced this, but you see a friend say, Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> you're not even really listening at yeah, that point. It's, 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 it's robotic, automatic, right? I right. mean, it's, <laughs> you're not even, I'm not even thinking when I say, am I good? I don't know. Even somebody will say, enjoy your I, lunch. And I'll say you too. And yeah, they're not eating lunch. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or when you, you know, even when you're, uh, you know, you're checking in for a flight. Have a safe flight. Thanks, you too. It's like that person isn't flying. They're checking in for your flight. But, you know, so it's that same notion of like, oh, we're not even thinking when we're speaking. So let's ask the right questions so that we are thinking and engaging with one another. So that's the A. Um, L stands for listen. And I think a really important aspect of this is listening without judgment. Um, and it's something that I I continue to work on for myself of, of just being a sounding board, right? And not, um, you know, not jumping in at the first opportunity to give your insight. But if somebody's willing to open up to you, just be there for them, right? Just be there to listen to them and let them be vulnerable because uh, it might be the first time in a long time that uh, someone you're talking to has been willing to be that vulnerable. And so we really need to provide that space and the opportunity to do so. Um, the E stands for encourage action. And 
you know, while we want to be helpful and I think, you know, again, I have a tendency to say, oh, well, have you tried this or, you know, um, you really don't want to be overly prescriptive. Um, and so just encouraging folks to take small concrete steps, whether or not, you know, if they do ultimately, or if you think they might need to seek professional help, that's another conversation. Um, but you know, what sort of things can they do? Uh, you know, maybe it's getting up earlier in the morning and going for a workout right when you wake up, as opposed to, uh, hitting the snooze button, uh, you know, five or six times, you know, get taking proactive steps. Um, so what can you encourage, you know, your friend or your family member to do on a regular basis? That's, um, that's feasible. And that's going to sort of, that's going to make a difference, uh, in how they're feeling. And then C, I think is by far the most important check back in. Um, too many times we have these important conversations as one-off conversations. And while it's great to have that initial conversation, it's even more important to check back in a few weeks later and say, Hey bud, how you doing? Uh, just wanted to check back in with you and see how you were feeling. Uh, I've been in places where with my life where I have not been feeling my best and I've had a great conversation. And then to have somebody reach back out and know that they're uh, still there for me has been incredible for my own personal mental health. I didn't know a lot of folks have experienced that as well. Uh, and so that Alec model, um, I'm personally a huge fan of Movember. We encourage our community members and, and beyond to use it in conversations that they're having so that we can we can ultimately save more lives by talking. That's excellent. And in most cases, especially in terms of that, that check-in or check-up, you know, most people, if you're in a bad spot, you're not going to come back to open up. Even if you've told them, hey, I'm here for you. Let me know if you need anything. You know, it sort of goes back to what you see in social media. People show you what they want to show you right? You don't really get a sense of who somebody is. And um, I think that's fantastic. And and maybe even to add to that model, be a teammate, you know, go mm-hmm. with them to do those activities, um, you know, support in numbers in terms of that community aspect that you've talked about so much, but I love that model. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. I mean, it is like, a, you know, like I've said, and, and like you just mentioned, community, team, right? What can we do together? We're m- much more uh, powerful when we do things together. Uh, when we support one another. So certainly that team aspect and, and helping folks when they're needing help and being, you know, just being a good friend is, is huge. Your, your passion comes through. And obviously I can tell that, you know, you have a, a background story and a why you're in this line of work and working with the Movember Foundation. What is the, what, what's your why for, for putting so much energy into a foundation like this one? Yeah, it's a it's a really important question, um, and I know each of my colleagues has their own reason uh, why why we've chosen to work for Movember. Um, for me personally, you know, I touched on it a little bit, but um, you know, I've I've had some challenges with my own mental health, uh, and I think um, it's it's so important to let people know that this is a conversation worth having and that mental health is important to talk about, not just, you know, once or twice a year, but every single day. Um, and it, it's just, when you think about the sheer number of lives lost to suicide. So three out of four suicides in the United States are men you know, let that sink in for a second. Globally, a man takes his own life every minute. So, I mean, that's, 
it's staggering. It's it's truly um, it's devastating. I think when you really think about the scale of life lives lost, and in particular, young men. Um, you know, globally, suicide is the leading cause of death for men age fifteen to twenty nine. So, and I think in most cases, people don't even know that they had issues. Exactly, because we're not talking about it as a society. We and especially. In the United States, I think there's such a toxic notion that it's not okay to not be okay and that you have to tough it out. And, you know, just from a personal standpoint, having seen men struggling, um, having gone through, through some difficulties on my own, and then feeling like the reason I feel better is because of being able to talk about it um, and then having the support of my family and my friends, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I am drawn most to folk, the work we do in mental health and suicide prevention. Um, I think it just it doesn't get nearly enough. Um, it's not as p- a part of the conversation as big a part of the conversation as we need it to be uh, here in this country and globally. And anything I can do um, to further that conversation along, and if that means um, we can, you know stop men from dying too young and realize that they're not alone and get the help that they need and have the conversations that are going to be important to them to, to allow them to lead a fulfilling life. Then that's what I want to be doing every day. Um, I've, I've had work experience working in other sectors. Uh, and you know, I, I'm the type of person that I want to do something every day that I, I feel really good about. And then I think is improving the well being uh, of other people's lives. And November provides me the opportunity to do so. It's, allowed me to, to connect with incredible individuals from across the country and across the globe who are, you know, really doing incredible work, uh, in this quest to stop men dying too young. And, and for me, it's a privilege to be a part of it. Um, so hopefully that's your question. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. And, and typically I, I can just tell when somebody has passion for something and more times than not, they get involved because they have been affected one way or another. Um, you know, I know for me, it, it, health and wellness is so important because of my grandfather, because of all the ailments he had. And I don't want that for other people. Um, what, uh, what goals or, or projects does the foundation have moving forward? Is there anything on the docket that, you know, you want to let people know about? Yeah. So there's a couple things that I think we can look at. Um, when we look at our long-term goals, there's a couple that we can consider. So the first is, um, you know, we want to reduce the number of men dying prematurely by 2030 by, uh, 25%. And so that's a lofty goal, right? That encompasses all of the work that we're doing within prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health and suicide prevention, and really just overall men's health. And so, um, you know, while it is a lofty goal, it's one that, you know, we feel is incredibly worthwhile to, uh, to continue to work towards. And I, I, I'm excited about the path that November is on because, you know, as I touched upon in the beginning, the focus areas that we key in on have never been more relevant. And so we're really in a unique position as a global organization to continue to affect change. Um, and so that, you know, when we look at, you know, the, our goals for this year, obviously it's a challenging year, right? And um, everyone across the globe has been affected in one way or another, um, 
by, you know, the pandemic, obviously, and, and a number of other unique challenges to 2020. And so our goal for this year is, I think, to provide that platform for people to connect with one another, to continue to raise awareness of these critical men's health issues, um, and to ultimately encourage people to, to join Movember in the hopes that they will find a home. Um, and an organization that they can feel as though they're part of a community at a time when, you know, feeling like you're part of a community is hard right now. Um, so to, to, to be that space, uh, and to be that, uh, that the reason why people are excited to, to, to go into November, uh, and to grow a mustache, I mean, whether folks are growing a mo. Um, taking our move challenge, uh, which we encourage men or, or women to uh, run or walk 60 miles throughout the course of November uh, in, in honor of those 60 men who take their own lives every hour around the world. Hosting events, whether they're small in-person events or virtual events. In November is really, or donating, um, right? That's a huge component to participating as well and supporting November is just, you know, Donating, donating to November. So however people participate, it's my hope that they feel that sense of community and that they feel that, um, while, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of curveballs this year. Um, November is an opportunity to get together, uh, to connect, to give back, uh, and to, to get things going, um, on a right direction and end the year on a high note. Right. I think so many folks have been, um, just struggling, and so if we can provide that space for folks, um, we'd be, we'd be thrilled. And, and that's really my intention for this year is, is just to engage folks in that manner. Excellent. How can people get started? How can they get involved? Where they can, where can they find the Movember foundation? Yeah. So, uh, in order to participate in Movember, you can head on over to Movember.com. Um, we've got, like I said, Three primary ways to participate. You can grow a mustache. You can move. You can host. You can also mow your own way. So if you've got a really unique way in which you'd like to participate in November, um, I actually know of a gentleman who is uh, going to be Everesting uh, a mountain uh, in Northern California. I'm not sure if you're familiar what that means. Uh, No, I don't. He's essentially going to be biking up and down the same mountain. I believe it's like 53 times. Uh, to equal the elevation gain of Mount Everest, um, all in the name of men's health. He's an absolutely inspirational, incredible man. And so I've been, uh, I've been chatting with him about his efforts. So people really go above and beyond for the Mo, right? And it's, that's the types of things that get me really fired up as we head into mustache season. But head on over to Movember.com, get signed up. You can create a team. Uh, so if you know you're you're part of a sports team or you uh, you want to get a workplace team going uh, or you want to start a team which is your family uh, or some of your buddies from school, whatever it might be, November can provide that platform to you know set a goal, uh, attempt to fundraise or raise awareness uh, in in support of that goal. You can compete against um, other teams across the country and across the globe, um, and ultimately. You know, we we need everyone's help in changing the face of men's health. Um, whatever you grow will save a bro. So, you know, some people say, I can't grow a mustache. Um, I am not the most follicularly gifted, or I should say follically gifted. Um, but we like to say the worst mustaches start the best conversations. So uh, don't be scared uh, if you don't feel like your mustache growing capabilities um, are top notch. Mine certainly aren't. And I'm, I'll still be out here. Uh, growing my mo. So we're, you know, we're all about just 
having fun, doing good. Um, and, and really it's mo time now. So head on, head on over to Movember.com and, uh, we'd love to have you on board. Thanks for listening to train, eat, repeat, connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at train, eat, until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.